Welcome to this week's Midweek Madness of The Chris Carpenter Show. This is the third Midweek Madness that we've done. Um, We're going to talk video games today. We're going to give you my review of Jurassic World Dominion. So um, let's start with video games. And and what I thought I'd do today is kind of give you my like personal history of gaming and, and, and talk about kind of what I'm looking forward to as far as video games. I have to start out with a confession. I am not a big gamer. Um, not at all. Um, so that's my first big confession. But I thought it'd be fun to kind of just relate, kind of give my perspective on video games and everything. My first video game system that I owned uh, was a Nintendo, the old NES system. Uh, my parents got that for my brother and I for Christmas one year. And for those of you that are really, you know, young, this was a system that, number one, had cords connected to it. Um, also, we had it initially, we had it hooked up to an old, like, Apple uh, Apple monitor that was uh, kind of yellow. It had the yellowish hue to it. Um, but that was our first video game system. Came with, you know, the classic Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt game, you know, and I... Really enjoyed the Super Mario games. That was probably my go-to games were the Super Mario games. Um, that same Christmas, my Aunt Carol got us a a game, Clash at Demon Head. And I didn't even remember the name of the game until my friend Alan, shout out to Alan, and the real Chris Carpenter show that he produces. Um, but the the I didn't remember the name of the title of the game until... Alan uh, was able to, you know, he's he's a he's a gamer and he had, collects a lot of old games and we found it and yeah, so that was a, that was a hard game by the way, but those were my fir- those were our first two video games that that we had. Um, I eventually got Super Mario Brothers two, which that this may be a controversial opinion, but it's the Chris Carpenter show, so I don't care. I'll say what I want. My favorite Super Mario Brothers game is Super Mario Brothers 2. Um, it's so different. It's a completely different um, experience than the first one. And then, you know, you have the subsequent ones. It's not about, you know, Bowser and the Koopas and blah, blah, blah. Um, you get to play, you get to, you know, play different characters. Here's a secret. Princess is the best character to play in Super Mario Brothers 2. Um, that is that is my go-to. I have beaten that game multiple times. I've beaten it the old-fashioned way, going from levels 1, 2, 3, all the way up to 7. I've beaten it the going the warp way. Um, but yeah, I loved that game. I loved the... The graphics, I loved the the whole picking up the vegetables, having to do the potions to get the mushrooms, and then when you got coins, you got to play like this little slot machine thing at the end of levels. That's really the only way you could get one-ups, by the way. Um, and then you had different villains. You had Birdo, you had, you know, Mauser, you had like the three-headed snake. I think their names were triglyceride. I don't remember. That might be some other name. I don't know. You had the crab guy, the fire guy, and then finally you got the wart. And wart was hard to beat because you had to you had to get pick up the vegetables and avoid the little bubbles he was like blowing at you. But then you had to throw it and you had to wait to throw it at the exact moment his mouth was open. 
to damage him. And it took like five damages to kill him. But yeah, that was... So I remember Super Mario Bros. 2. Uh, as far as other video, like Nintendo games, I don't remember a whole lot more than those. We didn't have a lot of NES games, to be honest with you. So, but, you know, here's another cool thing, kids that are young. We had this thing called like Blockbuster Video or Hollywood Video or you know even like your local like Albertsons grocery store. You could go in on the weekends and you could rent a video game and play it and then return it. So used to do that a lot with the Nintendo. I never owned a copy of uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, but I always enjoyed that one too. My favorite part of that one was that you got to you got to collect different items like the mushroom, the flower, and then you had some new items like the leaf that would turn you into like this flying raccoon. You had the Tanoki suit that was cool, the hammer suit, the frog suit. I never owned it, but um, you know played that one. Did beat that one as well. I've and I have beaten the Super Mario Brothers one too. By the way. So those were those were my jams was was the Mario Brothers. I never got into Legend of Zelda, you know, but uh, I know some people got into that. We were a Nintendo family, so we never had Sega, any of the Sega games or anything like that. So first game system was Nintendo. Eventually, several years down the road, graduated to the Super Nintendo. And that was the one, um, you know, obviously the, when we got Super Nintendo, that's, you got Super Mario World with it, another fun game. This introduced Yoshi, introduced um, the Dinosaur Land, Dinosaur World, really fun game, beat that. In fact, I've beaten it, I've gotten through all the levels. The fun thing about the Super Mario World uh, game is it's not only just about beating the game, but it's also about finding all the little secret levels and everything and getting to the star world and getting to the special world. Um, it's really fun. So, you know, super Nintendo, I remember that game. Um, I remember this was probably my favorite sports game was the Ken Griffey jr. Baseball. Uh, my dad got that for us and all oh, that was so much fun. You know, here's the secret. The best team to be on that game was the Atlanta Braves. This was in this was made in the height of the Braves going on their ginormous, you know, back to back to back playoff appearance run. You know, when they had Smoltz and Glavin and Greg Maddox, they had David Justice, they had Fred McGriff. They were the best. And see, this was before you had a lot of like other, you know, the they didn't have like the na actual names of the players in Ken Griffey Jr. game. The only one they had was Ken Griffey Jr. But they basically had like these generic names for these people. But I mean, you could tell oh, that one. Oh, that one's definitely Fred McGriff, or you know, that one is definitely you know Tom Glavin. And so, yeah, the secret to that game was you needed to you needed to be um, you needed to get. The Braves. The Braves were the best team to go on runs with. So had that game. We got Super Star Wars, which was a really fun game. I never – I'll be honest. I never beat that game. It was um, – the farthest I ever got was to the Land of the Sand People. This is, that was a hard game, especially when you got into, like, the Jawas tank. There's this one area where you have to, like, slide under this, like, force field, and you have to do it, like, perfectly. Um Again, you know, 
we had the blockbuster Hollywood video, so we could rent. We rented Super Empire Strikes Back. That was another hard game as well. Um, the snow speeder level was really hard. Um, and then Super Return of the Jedi was a fun game as well. Um, the Aladdin game, I remember playing that, and that, that was one I did beat on the Super Nintendo system. Um, trying to think what other games that you know I played and we had on there. Those are the ones that kind of stand out. Um, so that was really my last gaming system that I actually owned. My brother ended up getting a Nintendo 64 and... Probably my favorite game on there was the WrestleMania 2000. That was a fun game to play. Um, I'm trying to think if there were any other. I, I wasn't a fan of the Mario 64. I really didn't like the. Um, I don't like the 3D Mario experience. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel like a Mario game to me. So I never got into that. Um, Mario, the Mario Kart. I remember that from N- Nintendo 64. Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis is really fun, and I'll talk about that a little bit later, but that was a fun game that that we had. Um, this was also a time period where we got our first, like, big-time computer, and I remember playing some computer games. Dark Forces, really, really fun game. That's probably the only, like, first-person shooter game that I ever really enjoyed. I never got into the the other ones, so... Uh, my brother did get a PS2 at one point. I don't remember playing that a whole lot myself. And so that was kind of my divorce from gaming. I didn't really, I never, you know, never had a PS, an Xbox. I have a PS3, but never really played games on it. Um, and then, you know, my friend Alan, about two years ago, this was kind of in the midst of COVID. Um, he got, he was able to find a, a Wii uh Real cheap, uh, cheap Wii on, um, I think it was like Facebook Marketplace, and he got it, you know, fixed up for me to play all the old old school games, Nintendo, Nintendo, you know, oh, by the way, I forgot one on Super Nintendo, Donkey Kong Country, another fun game that I remember, and I actually beat that game as well. So, anyway, back to, go back to 2020, I, I promise we're not going back to endure any of that but just back to what happened um so i ended up with the you know alan got this Wii for me and it's really cool uh because it's got it like i said it's got all the old games but the Wii game oh excuse me the Wii games are really fun too like the super mario brothers for Wii, they went back to the traditional super mario type uh game with the with this uh with the Wii. Love and love playing that. And then, you know, I've talked about this. I gave this as a tip of the week on one of my episodes. Um you have some games that I can use for like exercise purposes. The Mario tennis game is really fun. Another another little secret for you. Princess is the best one to use for Mario tennis. Um I actually beat everybody with her and now I'm now I'm playing with Mario trying to do the same thing. I'm almost I've almost beaten everybody with him. Um, then you've got these different dancing games. You've got country music dancing. You've got ABBA dancing. Um, you've got like all the other dancing games. Those are really fun games for exercise. Um, but yeah, th- those are kind of the games I, I enjoy playing. Um, I've also played some of the VR on, on PlayStation. Those are really fun. The only thing is uh, my depth perception, not the best. And so 
there's been a couple times when I'm playing and I've gotten probably a little bit too dangerously close to the television. Um, but those are really fun as well. Here's one game I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm actually going, this will be the first video game I've purchased probably. It might be ever because I don't know if I ever purchased a game myself or were there just presents. But Star Trek Prodigy is coming out with a video game in October. And those of you that maybe unfamiliar Star Trek Prodigy is it is the uh, series that it's a cartoon animated series um, it's on Paramount Plus it's also on Nickelodeon um, this was the Star Trek series that was designed to kind of hook in kids into the Star Trek world but if you're a Star Trek fan like me there's some stuff there that you enjoy that for example Captain Janeway's on there so basically so base sorry someone sent me a text that was ridiculous alan you know what you just sent so anyway anyway i'm really looking forward to the star trek uh, prodigy game and playing that um star trek games uh, as far as video games they've been hit or miss um, I had the starfleet academy game that was really fun it's a different type of game um, I know they also came out with, they've had a couple of next generation games. They've had uh, deep space nine, I think had a Nintendo 64 game at one point, but you know, star Trek's been very hit or miss with their video games. I think prodigy, uh, first of all, with it being marketed to kids, I think it's going to be a little bit better, better, uh, type of game than the we've seen before. So, um, as far as other video game experience, I had a game, I had the first game boy, Back in the early 90s with the Tetris and um, Super Mario Land, those types of games. So, again, I'm not that well-versed in the gaming world, but, you know, I remember a lot of fun games, a lot of good games. It's, it's interesting to see the the evolution of video games um, and how they've, how they've changed and developed uh, through the years. So, it'll be interesting to see. I'm waiting for a holodeck, you know, like they have in Star Trek. That, that's the next step. We need like a full-on like holodeck where you can interact and do all that other sort of stuff. So Elon Musk, I know you're kind of busy buying Twitter, hopefully, but invent a holodeck. So anyway, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you my review of Jurassic Park Dominion. And welcome back to this midweek madness edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. What we're going to talk about now, I'm going to give you my review of Jurassic Park Dominion. Um, I went and saw this last Saturday. And I think I've been on record on this podcast talking about how really rough the uh, Jurassic Park sequels were. Um, Friday night before I went to the movie, I went Saturday. On Friday night, I actually watched the original Jurassic Park. And if you've not rewatched that in a while, um, you need to rewatch it. It is, it is such a good movie. And it's amazing that in, this was an era really where CGI was in the real beginning stages but the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, compared to the ones that you see in the sequels, they were so much better looking. 
And a lot of them weren't CGI. I mean, the T-Rex wasn't. T-Rex was a full-on just uh, um, machine-operated thing. So were the Raptors. But I think what that Jurassic Park, the original one, shows us is that it's not always – it's not always the best to go with just straight CGI that the CGI there's a limit to it enhancing a movie. And, you know, I wish George Lucas would have thought about that before doing Phantom Menace and some of the other ones. But so anyway, I I watched that Friday and, and again, it just reaffirmed it's, it's the best. It's the best. Certainly it's head and shoulders uh, better than the uh, other Jurassic Park movies. So, but I went on Saturday. Here's the good for Jurassic World Dominion. It's better than the last one. The last one still by far is the worst. It's not even close um, how terrible it was. It's just, it's a bad movie. And in fact, if you've never seen the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, you can probably skip that and go see this one and you won't be that you won't be that lost plot wise. So, um, Jeff Goldblum steals the show, um, again as Ian Malcolm, which, you know, he was a fun, he was a fun character back in the first one. He's fun in this one. It was good to see the other, uh, Sam Neill and, um, Laura Dern back. There was some fun little callbacks to the original Jurassic Park. Uh, for example, the main villain is Dotson, the Dotson that Dennis Nedry met with in the first one. Um, there is, is, there's even a fun little, and here's the problem, though. I'm not sure how he got got it, but Dotson had the he had the shaving cream can from the original Jurassic Park movie. But so there's some fun little callbacks. Um, here are some of the problems with it. The plot line that gets Grant and Malcolm and Sadler back into the movie, back into this movie has zero to do with dinosaurs. In fact, it's all about like locusts. So that's kind of weird. In fact, there's a scene where they show it and they even say on the graphic, it's West Texas. It looks like Iowa. Okay. I know we farm in West Texas, but geographically we look vastly different than of, you know, farming in Iowa. So that, that was kind of, it kind of, that kind of made me laugh out loud. Um, for a lot of the movie, it's a little bit of a spy almost feels like a like a James Bond trying to do Jurassic Park type film which I'm not a big fan of James Bond I know you know that's controversial take too but I'm controversial what can I say um once they get to where the dinosaurs are at and all of them we have the big meetup of the Jurassic World people and the Jurassic Park people it's fun it's a fun movie um, it's, it's over two hours, which normally with me, um, an over two hour movie, I struggled at the end to watch. I didn't have that struggle on, on Saturday. So it's, it's entertaining. It's an entertaining movie. Um, it's not better than Jurassic Park. 
I would probably rank this movie. I probably rank it at fourth of the Jurassic movies. Jurassic Park number one, Jurassic World number two, The Lost World, I think number three. I did a little bit of a rewatch on that one, and it's risen a little bit because I see the connection. I still don't think it was needed. I still don't think any of these sequels are necessarily needed. But, you know, this one is a better movie than the last one. So if you're into Jurassic Park, if you're into the Jurassic Park movies, you'll enjoy it. Um, but just know it's, it's, not, it's not as good as the original. But I think most people that go into a sequel a lot of times have the mindset it's not going to be as good as the original. Which most of the time that's true. Most sequels, uh, there's a, there's a few exceptions. Empire Strikes Back, it's the best Star Wars movie. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, it's the best Star Trek movie. So you just have to understand going into it that it's not as good as, as the original. I would encourage you to see the original and then go see that. I really, By the way, I think that really enhanced when I saw Top Gun um, to see the original and then go the next day to see the new one just because you see you see a lot of the easter eggs that they're putting in so but that's my movie review for Jurassic World Dominion um so quick programming note i do plan on recording um next uh, this saturday and then this saturday will be the season premiere of the Chris Carpenter show episode 53 and this week we're going to look at the top 5 worst moments in the tech athletic season but I do not plan on doing a midweek madness next Wednesday. And the reason I don't plan on doing one is um, I'm going to be at a teacher workshop. I'm actually going to be at a teacher workshop Wednesday and Thursday next week. And so I'm just going to, I'm not going to do one uh, midweek madness. So I do plan on having a midweek madness again um, in two weeks, and I'll talk about I'll talk about that on the podcast uh, that I'll be subsequently doing. June twenty ninth, we'll do a a midweek madness. Then, um, as far as what the plan is on the midweek madness, we may do a Money in the Bank prediction show. Um, WWE Money in the Bank's coming up um, pretty soon. Um, it'll be July second. In fact, it's going to be on a Saturday. So we may do some of that. Um, we may do something else. I've got two weeks. You know, I, I'm still working on potentially maybe trying to interview things. It's it's just uh, trying to figure that out. It's been a little bit of a, a beast. But, you know, uh, I will have my regular podcast Saturday, and then I will have Midweek Madness again in two weeks. Um, continue to follow the show on Twitter. It is at The C Carp Show. You can also follow the show on TikTok. The official TikTok of the Chris Carpenter Show is simply the Chris Carpenter Show, and interact and t- you know tell people about this podcast. I'm going to continue to record it, enjoy doing it, and I will see you this Saturday for the season premiere of the Chris Carpenter Show. <laughs>